Is there a finer way to start one's morning than to spend approximately a half hour or so with Connor Daly talking about IndyCar, NASCAR now, and hair? I don't believe so. Connor Daly, are you up for this three-pronged Week in IndyCar guest Q&A brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com Challenge? I'm very excited for it. Been looking forward to it all morning. And... Um strapped in and ready to go back from the gym showered or just raw back from the gym and, and pounding coffee nope no shower yet um just sat down in the office chair um figuring out how realistically i had a question that i was going to tweet myself and i'm really not sure how how this happens but i i don't do many activities in my house i don't have people over i have i come into my house I sit down on my couch. I do my work. I, I ride my indoor bicycle sometimes. I play video games and I stream it to the internet. How does my house get dirty? I don't understand where the dust comes from. I don't know where like these little um, like little like materials. I don't know. I don't know where they come from. I was like, how does my house get dirty when nothing happens in here? And so I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what you know if if the world is just a dusty place you know or a dirty place it's just something that's a question that i would like to ask and you know what we need the internet to answer yes it's just part of adult life it is i think it's an indycar driver's equivalent of tire marbles following them around so maybe kara adams from firestone could kind of tell us how this maybe this phenomenon follows you that could be interesting to learn about well, I love Firestone. I'm a big Firestone guy. So you know what? Maybe maybe that's the case. At least it's at least we're having a good run, and and uh, you know, and 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 the tire, you know, the tire marbles. We're fine with that because uh, it, it's a great tire. Effervescent as well. No need to buy candles in your house. It's a fine Firestoney smell. So I have five candles on my kitchen counter. So five. Yeah. Wow. I don't even Depending know on the day. where to go, but uh, ready for a date, it sounds like. I just like nice scents, you know what I mean? I like, uh, I, and it makes me feel like more of an adult. All things that are true. Well, let's get going here. We're going to begin the silliness with our pal Darren Dubois. This is Connor, who has a better mullet? You or Pruitt? And he says, major props for bringing back the mullet should clarify darren i've just let my hair grow i haven't actually buzzed the sides so i don't I, there's a party in back it's not necessarily business up front though but you actually put time and effort into creating the majesty that lives on top of your skull <laughs> you know what honestly there's no real reason behind it like uh, i i i hung out with noah gregson last year at when when nascar was in town for the july 4th well not well i don't know when whenever we all raced at the same uh indianapolis motor speedway event and uh, he had a mullet going and i was like man that would be cool to have and and i saw some pretty majestic you know american heroes that have had mullets and some pretty incredible majestic indy 500 champions previously you know emerson fittipaldi comes to mind incredible hair flow on the back of that guy um, and, uh, and, and you know what, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I thought that, um, it could be something that I could try. I've never done anything with my hair. My mother 
had had me with a bowl cut till I was 19. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know True. the difference. And this is realistically probably, you know, she asked me the first day that she kind of saw, she's like, is this payback for the bowl cut? And yes, I, I think it is. I think that was a terrible way to grow up um, with that <laughs> on my head. And and now it's it's something different and, and we're going with it. And I'm very confident in the fact that realistically people don't look to interact with me because of my looks or my hair. It's probably a personality thing. So I don't really mind giving it an adjustment and seeing what happens. And in, in less than 10 seconds, it could be cut off. So we'll see what happens. You people interact with you because you're a fine looking young man. Let's not start that nonsense. Uh, we're we're going to get some love in your life here. Want to follow up on the mullet angle because this thing is truly something that I'm, I'm kind of thinking needs to be preserved. I don't know if we're, we're talking the Smithsonian or just the IMS museum at some point in time in the future, but assuming that you read or at least saw some of the headlines a few weeks ago about the woman who mistakenly used gorilla glue in her hair, any chance of you intentionally using gorilla glue to preserve the mullet as it is right now. So one day soon, it could be shaved off and actually come off and put on top of a bust and displayed. I don't think so, but, I, but because right now it's not in its finest form. I mean, we're, we're still in the early stages of, of, of mullet development. So it's, there's a lot of work to be done and it's, it's, it's a, it's a constantly ever developing product. So, you know what, we'll just have to see, you know, see what happens. Just want to put file one little suggestion here as we get closer to the month of May, as it gets longer in the back, just keep in mind, there's enough space and volume to do a bit of dyeing some red, white, and blue. And if you can include <laughs> some stars in there, I think it's just game over. You know what? All options are on the table. We don't want to limit ourselves in life. That's for sure. <laughs> I love how you and your, your mullet have become a we, so that's even better. Uh, it, it's, it's gained agency in life. Let's go uh, to a theme here. We're still not losing the mullet aspect completely. Got a lot of folks curious about last weekend. Uh, I mentioned this on my listener Q&A show. When I reached out and asked you to be on the show uh, Monday morning, and you said, yep, sure. I was like, great, cool. After that, I saw, holy crap. He was on fire last weekend. So I apologize for what was probably an, an insensitive uh, outreach Monday morning. Justin Ford opens a topic by saying, what happened during the Las Vegas truck race? And a few people ask similar things. Says, looks like a tire went down or maybe suspension failure with how quickly it happened. Says that angle of the hit wasn't great on TV. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I, you know, a lot of my fans, I guess, open wheel fans, uh, not familiar with, with, with natural truck racing. And you know, even even Graham Rahal, I saw him this morning at the gym. He's like, look, the first time I try to turn on a truck race to watch it, you know, and then, and then you know, you're going well, and then that happens. I was like, yep, you know, I know. And the, the interesting thing, you know, to get technical with those trucks is obviously a very different aerodynamic platform than an IndyCar. Um, very different everything. You know, it's, it's, it's a completely different race car. You know, you have power steering. Uh, it's a lot heavier. Um, and, and there's no practice and, you know, I've never had a practice session in a truck yet. Um, so a lot of these situations, um, that, uh, deal with, you know, the aerodynamic platform at yaw or 
side by side or three wide or four wide, which was the situation that I ended up being in. Um, you know, my very first driver's meeting uh, last year when Travis Pastrana and I did the truck race, you know, something that the, that the experienced drivers that they have in the meeting say is like, look, whatever you do, don't get to someone's right rear and sit there. Like it, it causes problems. It causes wrecks. Um, because when another truck gets basically to your outside, uh, it, it, it removes a lot of the air from the spoiler and, and, and the rear end of the car and, and causes it to essentially, you know, jump sideways like it did on me. And I, I've never been in that situation before. You know what I mean? And I, and I had thought I had been side by side with trucks before and thought it, it had been OK. But realistically, I had never really been in a situation where someone was, you know, there was a car to my outside, but also another truck trying to slide in between that small gap that really was almost not there. Um, and so, I, you know, you lose so much control when you lose all the aerodynamics that are not all of it, but you, know, you lose a considerable amount of aerodynamic force on the rear end of the car or the truck. So, um, so yeah, I was, you know, I, I talked to my crew chief, talked to the team and they're like, look, that's a situation that you couldn't possibly have felt before. Um, you know, we had got up to the front and when you're running up to the front, it's, you know, the things are, are a little bit different. It's a little bit closer, a little bit of a different situation. And, and, uh, and yeah, you know, it was, it was, a you know, it was, it was a, a lack of experience on my part and, and, uh, you know, tried to save it. But again, when you're saving those cars, the weight of that is very, very different. And I'd never been in that type of slide before. So, you know, when it, when it hooked, it hooked really aggressively into the wall and, and it did feel like something like the right rear had gone down. However, there, there wasn't, you know, that, that didn't happen. It was purely a, a, a loss of, of, of aero feel and, and, as soon as I even looked at the corner, the rear was already gone. Um, and it was a wild feeling um, that, I, that I've never been a part of before. So, you know what, it's something that if I get to do a truck race again, I'll always know. I'll never forget it. Um, but it's something that without any practice, without any experience in those things, it's really hard to know. So you're accustomed to, in your IndyCar, pretty much anything else you've driven, Connor, you're accustomed to receiving feedback from the car. Hey, I'm doing something. And having either the experience or just the automatic reflexes of knowing what to do to counteract that thing, oversteer, understeer, brake lock, whatever. What's it like when you experience aerodynamic forces doing unhappy things to a truck where you might not have that mental uh, bank of things to scroll through and go, aha, do this and solve that problem. Is that a kind of freaky knowing that you're a highly experienced race car driver and yet this wasn't something that jumped out like, oh, I know how to fix this? Yeah, I mean, it's just weird, right? It's just it's something that's totally, totally different. And I think people don't understand, you know, how difficult going from an indie car to a stock car is. We've seen incredibly decorated open wheel drivers go there and struggle. Dario Franchitti, Juan Pablo Montoya. I mean, those guys went through some serious you know, growing pains in that and like, you know, trying to get over there. I mean, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very different. Um, and you know, I had thought that I had got a hold of it. Like I was like, Hey, this is going well. You know, we were, we were fast. We were, we were making a lot of progress in the field, um, and felt really good, but there's just so many things that, that I wasn't familiar with, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just very, very difficult in an Indy car. You know, you're very, you're so low to the ground. You're so connected to the car without the power steering. You can feel everything. And, and 
I think with power steering as well, it, it kind of numbs up the initial feel of the steering and, and kind of the connection to the ground. So it's just all a bit of a bit of a different environment that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely learning about. I love it. Let's see, where should we go? Caleb Whistler asks, what have you learned so far from racing the truck? And is there anything that you might apply back to IndyCar that you didn't know before? You know, I've, I've truly, truly enjoyed being a part of that series and, and, and learning from that, that team, Nice Motorsports and those drivers in that series. I think it's a great racing series. I really do. Um, and I think no matter what, learning in a different series can only help broaden your platform as a driver that there's no way that what I'm doing there hurts me as a driver overall. Um, you know, whether, and I know it's only ovals, but, uh, but every time I do something different on an oval, whether it's, whether it's a midget, the chili bowl, um, whether it's, you know, the NASCAR truck stuff, every time that I've got back in an Indy car afterwards on an oval, I've always seemed to feel even better. And, and my oval stuff, I think in the Indy car is, you know, continuing to, continuing to get better. And I feel really, really confident on ovals, very, very confident. Um, and you know what, and I can't wait to get back on them this year. If I, you know, obviously right now I've only got the Indianapolis Motor Speedway confirmed, but I think I think I have a good chance at doing the rest of them, um, as of now, but you know, I, 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 I think it broadens your experience level. It, 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 you, you, you always learn more every day in a race car. I think if you talk to any experienced champion, they, they will tell you the same thing. Amen to that let's see where should we go what do we go to uh, at indy nathan says connor do you feel better prepared entering the new indycar season with the same team nearly full-time again for the first time in your indycar career how has that changed your preparation honestly it feels fantastic because because we've had two test days already you know we've had two test days last year we, we struggled there's no doubt about it there you know we did not shine at all on the road courses that's just the honest opinion um i think there were several situations where we were running in the top 10 we had some top 10 finishes going that you know we ran out of fuel for one we had a couple different things happen in a couple different other races other things that were out of our control right and and the what what I think the aeroscreen did for us weight wise what was tough. I mean, incredible. The aeroscreen is awesome, right? We all love it. It's safety, great, right? But like, there's no there's no doubt that it presented some technical challenge challenges for us, right? Like, it's a new thing. It's, it's something that um, I think was uh, was difficult for us. You know, for others, not as much, but for us, definitely was. And so I think over the off season, we were able to look at that. We were able to understand by looking at every event that we did get to go to, all right, how do we, how do we figure out something that will help our drivers? Um, you know, Renus, I think is very, very talented. And at times both of us were struggling, right? You know, he had a pole, which is incredible. And at times, you know, you are going to hit it no matter what car you're in. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I think for me, I struggled with it a little bit more than he did. And, and thankfully the team over the off season has given us something that is, is definitely a step forward and, and we're, we're moving forward as a team. And I think that's, that's very encouraging. You know, if we were to start out the year and both tests were like egregiously slow, you're like, ah, that's not great, but we were fast at both tests. So I think, uh, that that's really encouraging and, you know, to have the continuity with my engineer, to have the continuity with the team, um, is is something that you know i i think we proved at carlin works and uh you know i want to be able to prove that this year at ecr that it that it works as well close one more topic related to your hair our pal lance snyder 
have you named your mullet? What would it take to get, get Ed Carpenter to grow one of his own so you two can be the manic mullet mafia? I'd like to see Renus with one, by the way. But I, I think that they almost, it's an expectation at some point in time, kind of a rite of passage for a young Dutchman, maybe. Um, what do you think? Uh, can we get Ed in on the game? What about Renus? And have you come up with a name? Well, I think we've got to look back at an incredible Dutchman, Ari Leindijk. I mean, that man had some of the most incredible hair in all of sports, without a doubt. So See? if Renus wanted to do that, why not, right? I don't know if that's – I don't know if he's capable of growing that much hair. I really don't. He's still a child. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, uh, who knows? I, I don't think Ed's going to join. I really don't. I think Ed's a clean-cut father. You know, he's, he's working on being good at hockey and, and, and coaching kids and, and running a race team. So um, so I just don't know. But uh, but there's no name for the mullet. I don't think it, it will be named until, um, you know uh, – an appropriate name comes about or, you know, maybe it's not a name. Maybe it becomes an entity. I don't know. Maybe it's a, you know, it's like a statue of some kind. Who knows? A statue. Oh, I love this. And we're going great places here. I don't know if they're (laughs) of any value, but I love it. Uh, Let's see an ongoing theme on the show. And you probably get asked by this plenty in your real life. Justin Holmes and Shauna Oakwood. We'll go with Shauna. She says, okay, the world needs to know who the better landlord was Hinch or Rossi, the more details to support the better. Also Roland, you mentioned you don't really have any people over. Do you invite either of them over? Do they want to come over? Well, when you have friends that are far more successful and far wealthier than you are, you don't invite them to your house. You go to their house. Mm. And I think they understand that they have, you know, they both have pools. They both have, you know, multiple floors, and they're not connected to, you know, other condos. So I think I, I, I don't I don't really want them to come over because I don't think they would enjoy it as much as maybe a gathering at their residences. Um, and you know what? I think landlord wise, boy, they were both great people. Uh, and I think we were you know, we those were younger times. Um, you know, Hinch did not charge me for living in his house, which I think is very respectful. He knew at the time I was getting paid $0. Um, and I tried to contribute in ways where I got us free energy drinks at some times. And I tried to, you know, buy dinners and, 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 you know, there was, there was an exchange of, of, uh, you know, certain things that I think helped contribute to a, uh, a, a, a great life there as, as us, us living together. And then Alex, you know, Alex charged me something that was very respectable. And so a very nice man, very business type relationship there. And you know what? It was a great time living at Alex's house. Great time living at Hinch's house. Some memories that I'll never forget. Um, and, uh, you know, now they're both happily settled down and have dogs and ladies. And, and uh, I'm just living by myself. <laughs> I think your strategy's off just a little bit. I think you need to have monthly uh, kind of welcoming home building some sort of housewarming ish type party and just keep announcing them. So your friends bring lots of stuff to make your pad really nice. So let your friends who are wealthier and more successful at this point, just bring you a lot of gifts on the name of housewarming. Don't tell them it's kind of an agenda to get them to fill out your house, make everything nice. And Rossi with his OCD to kind of clean everything for you. See, strategery here 
Oh man, if Alex looked at my house, he would have a he would have a fit of some kind, or maybe even like a seizure because it's just <laughs> it's not Alex Rossi type uh, cleanliness. But you know what? I don't like a dirty house. Like it, my my house is orderly, it's clean, um, but it's just it's it's probably not at the level that Alex is at. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. Let's see. Uh, let's go to uh, Windy Car. Says hi, Connor. Joseph Newgarden said you have a quote brand and praise your commitment to being on brand. Can you describe your brand essence? How intentional and cerebral is it? Or are you just being you having some fun? What is the Connor daily brand? How would you describe it? I mean, to be honest, the only reason I'm still in IndyCar is because of that brand. Uh, I mean, I, because of the fact that the U S air force, um, find it to be, profitable for them to be partnered with me and i think that that's helpful and i mean i'm always going to be myself because why would i be anyone else um i think i see too many i see too many indycar drivers who are not themselves publicly you know what i mean i know these guys like they're great personalities great people um but it but it is tough our world is highly scrutinized highly scrutinized because there are no 29 year old team owners right like there are a lot of executive businessmen who are very responsible businessmen and women obviously now you got beth Perretta, an incredible uh, incredible effort there um you know with 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 her team and and i think you know the the folks in our sport are very judgmental as well because drivers are a dime a dozen you could easily be replaced easily be replaced by someone who you know might wear a tighter fitting shirt or have more buttons on it i don't know um, but in, in, I think times are changing. It's not like that anymore. I think because we have the internet, because we have this social media aspect to things now, I, I once, you know, and they probably don't want me to tell you, they probably don't want me to say this, but like I once was at the state fair with Tony Kanan and Scott Dixon and, and their wives. And, uh, I get this reputation as like, I'm a party guy or somewhere. Like I like to, you know, I like to just be myself. I like to like to have a good time with life. And Scott Dixon's wife looked me directly in the face and she said, Connor, you're nothing compared to what we were back in the day party wise. And I said, look, I get it. But no one knew that because it was, you know, like there was no social media. There was no people to really care about that side. And and you know what? They lived. Those guys live incredible lives and they have incredible families and they're incredibly successful. But guess what? We're all still people. We're all going to live our lives. We're all going to enjoy some, you know, some 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 happy times, some celebration times some whatever it is. And, uh, you know what? I just like to bring people along for the ride with me. I like to share that with my fans, my, like the, my friends. And, um, and, uh, you know what? I think I've, I've, I've had a pretty successful career. I've got, got some championships, trophies, and, and obviously want to translate that to IndyCar as well. Um, and you know what? I think I've got a, you know, more solidified position now in IndyCar to try and be able to deliver that on a, on a more, you know, consistent basis. So it's, uh, I'm always going to be me. I think that's why the people that work with me work with me. And, and you know what? I, I, I love racing cars and no matter what I do, no matter what you see on the internet, my job is to be the best racing driver I can be every day. And, and that's, that's my goal. That's why we train every day. That's why I, you know, go to a sports psychologist every week to, to try and get everything, you know, everything firing on all the right cylinders for for this year, because this is the most, you know, important thing in my life is, is being a race car driver. Amen to that. Let's see. 
why don't we stick with air force we should talk a little bit more about indycar racing by the way so far we've got trucks mullets and a lot of other things uh taken care of jj gertler says mr daly congratulations on finding a loyal long-term sponsor in the air force asks hey i got a call coming from willie t ribs i'll have to uh decline that one right now get back to him uh he asks what's the coolest thing that you've gotten to see or do as a result of your association with the air force and also asks, what would you like to try with them that you haven't done yet it's a pretty cool thing as he mentions that you do have an entity an important entity that has shown faith and value in you for multiple years what has this been like and are there ambitions you still have are we going to the moon you joining the space force what are you doing honestly it's been the most incredible relationship that i've had in in this sport um some of the people that i've met are are some of the most impressive human beings um you know physically mentally i mean just uh, as as a person in general some of the you know some of our servicemen and women are just are 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 people that deserve to be thanked obviously and and people that deserve to be recognized um and I think inspiring the next generation of airmen is, 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 is super important. And, and that's what we try to do, right? There's a lot of things um, that when you young people are looking at race car drivers, right? There, there's a lot of similarities between the race, you know, the racing world and the air force. I mean, science, technology, engineering, math. I mean, there's, there's all of that in both sectors of, 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 of working, right? Whether you're in the air force or in, or in motorsport and, I, I think the the partnership aligns with our sports so well because we are driving fighter jets on wheels, essentially, um, especially now with our canopy. You know what I mean with the with the aero screen. So uh, it, it 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 aligns well. It, it's it's something that I have been so proud to represent uh, for them and for uh, you know for for these incredible people that that uh, that we work with and and I hope that we can continue doing it. Obviously, uh, we haven't revealed our cars yet for this year, the Indy 500 car and my road course car, but I think they will again, be very impressive. <laughs> I think they will be awesome. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than I think that uh, th- I would not be an Indy car driver right now without them. I, I just wouldn't. Um, and I think that's, that, that's really, really cool. So, you know, when when we all get back to normal, when the when the racing world gets back to you know full access and fan zone activities, and you see a U.S. Air Force uh, setup, go there, check it out, talk to those people. Uh, you, you might learn something incredible that you don't know. Uh, and and I and I know that every activation that I've been to, you know, at an IndyCar event has has been super cool. Um, and you know, we have a lot of plans. I think the coolest thing that I've got to done with got to do without a doubt is riding a fighter jets, you know, road with the Thunderbirds road with the Viper demo team. Uh, and right now, hopefully this year they'll, they'll, they'll throw me out of a plane with the wings of blue team. Who knows? I'll jump out of a plane with some people that uh, are more qualified than I, uh, and, and I don't know if that's happening yet, but I certainly hope it does. So we'll see. (laughs) That needs to happen. Race morning, Indianapolis 500 as the flyovers happen. You go flying out the door, parachute to the grid, climb in, go race and win. Make it happen, don't, Connor Daly. Don't act like I'd say no to that because I'm a yes man. <laughs> I'm a yes man. Now, can you stick the landing by falling directly into the cockpit? Now, that would be amazing. I mean, winning we might the make race. Sports center. We might make sports center. You might. <laughs> you just might. 
Uh, let's see. Let's go to Aaron Richmond. Great one. It says, during a race, Connor, are you always hyper-focused on the task at hand? Or do you get in such a rhythm where your mind could maybe start wandering? Think about random things. Did I leave the front door unlocked? Where am I going for dinner after the race, etc.? Curious if there are any parts during a race where you catch your mind wandering to places not involved with the race itself. I mean, I don't think so, to be honest. I think, uh, I think sometimes, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, it's, it's hard to think of because we are so hyper-focused, you know what I mean? I think there's so much going on that you're, you're basically just evaluating multiple different situations that could happen. You know, if this happens, I'm going to do this. If that happens, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, what, what I, I think realistically something that I've actually been working on, um, you know, in, in my own head is, 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 is not thinking about potential situations that could happen, right? If you're, if you're living in the moment, you're, if you're trying to be the best that you can possibly be in that exact moment, then you're going to be doing the best job that you can be. If you're trying to somehow think about the future, you're affecting your current situation and it could be in a negative way. So I, I think stuff like that. You know, under a yellow, yeah, yeah, you, you know, there's there's some moments where things simmer down, and and you're like, you know, you think about certain things, but I don't think it's about dinner. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, sometimes you laugh about certain situations that have that have happened in the race or or other drivers that are around you, um, and I like to keep the conversation light on the radio. You know what I mean? I like to joke around with the guys, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think when you're in the car when you're on like under green flag running there is not a single other thing that can get into your brain because it's you know it's it's a life or death type scenario it is it is let's go to jeremy davis the world's biggest scott dixon fan but apparently he also loves himself some connor daly says as a fellow type 1 diabetic i also wear a dexcom g6 to watch my blood sugars my question is how difficult is it to keep your sugars controlled during races? Says, I know about the struggles on a normal day. Thanks, and all the best to you. Um, you know what? The the G6 is definitely uh, the only way I live right now. <laughs> I think I couldn't live without it. Uh, it's super, super helpful. I obviously have it in the race car as well to uh, you know to monitor you know my blood sugar as, as what I'm driving. What is it, for those who don't know? Is it a wireless uh, device? So, yeah, so basically it's a Bluetooth uh, diabetes sensor that measures, you know, that, that keeps track of where my blood sugar is going. So it's a, a little device that's in my, you know, in my lower stomach region, um, and it's Bluetooth to my phone and also a monitor that I, that I mount in the race car. Um, so, so, yeah, so it, it's, 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 it's real time. Uh, it shows you where your blood sugar, if your blood sugar is going up, if it's going down. Uh, and, I, you know, basically the, the easiest thing for me to, to use it for racing is, you know, where it's going, right? If, if I have it, uh, it's, it's very easy to tell where it's going. And, and if I need to get it to go somewhere else, I have the ability to do that, whether it's with insulin or Gatorade or something that, you know, with sugar. So, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's simple math. It's like, if your blood sugar is going one way and you don't want it to go that way, well, you have the tools to adjust it, to make it go another way. So all it is, is just, it, it takes more work to be a diabetic racing driver, I think, because you have to make sure that it's going the right way for, for when you race. And honestly, the amount of adrenaline that we experience in the race car, uh, I think, fixes all bodily problems. We've seen Joseph drive with multiple broken bones in his body, and, you know, and he's won with it. So I think 
you know, the adrenaline that we produce in the race car uh, cures all bodily issues for sure. <laughs> Beautiful. Going to wind down to the last couple of questions here. Michael Brennan asks, Connor, who in your LCQ sim racing league would you most like to see drive an IndyCar in real life and why? You know, that's a great question. I, I think all of us just have such an incredible passion for racing. I think, um, you know, we saw even recently you had Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed, a bunch of the two-wheel guys uh, racing on dirt on four wheels, which was really, really cool. Um, and I think Chad Reed loves racing cars. I think he, I raced against him in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series, uh, and, and he, he's always up for doing anything. I think Travis wouldn't even step set foot in an Indy car. I think he knows where his limits are. Um, but he already is committed to not doing any more oval racing in general. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I would love to see, um, uh, someone like, like Parker Klingerman get a shot in an Indy car, like on, on an oval. I think he's very, very talented. Um, I, I think, um, just seeing Chad Reed get in an Indy car at a road course would be awesome. I think that, I think he would, he would love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got so many talented people in that, in that LCQ league. I think it's, I think all of us just racing go-karts would be hilarious. Get us all together, put us in go-karts and let's, let's rip it. And I think that would be, that would be very, very fun. (laughs) This needs to be televised. I mean, this needs to be NBCSN at least or Peacock or who knows what, but this needs to become some sort of regular feature. All right, let's, uh, where should we go with one or two left? Why don't we go with Lori Carter? She will uh, get the penultimate question. She says, I enjoyed the podcast you used to do with Jim Aiello. Do you have any plans to start your own or do you just like being yourself on Twitch better? You know, I would love to have a podcast. I really would. I think, um, when I, I, I love to talk about racing. I love to talk about sports. I love to talk about life in general. Um, and I, I have considered, uh, starting one with, with a good friend of mine actually here in Indianapolis. His name's Deepu Sandi. He's, he's a very, one of my best friends. Uh, he, he loves racing, uh, biggest Rick Mears fan in the history of Rick Mears fans. Um, and, and I think him and I, you know, he's very, very funny. And I think we, we would, we would, we would be able to talk about a lot of things, but I just, haven't you know just haven't done it yet and uh you know i've got a lot going on in life in general um but the podcasting game i also feel like it's very saturated right now there's a lot of podcasts however podcasts that people like you know i listen to multiple podcasts i listen to many 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 podcasts i'm literally i'm literally drinking coffee out of a dinner with racers mug right now you know what i mean i like there's a lot of great podcasts that are out there um and so maybe it isn't a saturated world. So who knows? We'll see. It's, it's on my mind. I would love to do it. I would love to talk to people more about racing and give, you know, be my honest self about it. Um, but who knows? We'll see. Love it. Let's go to our final one from Brad from Twitter asks Connor when sliding into DMS, how quickly do you mention your professional race car driver? Um, well, I don't do that really anymore. I don't, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's only, that was, that was a younger me, but I think if you do slide into someone's DMS, it's pretty obvious right off the bat. I mean, I, I'm not hiding the fact that, 
you know, any on my Instagram, I think there's probably a picture of a race car. So it's, you'd have to be, um, you'd have to be pretty, uh, blind to, uh, to see, to, to, to not see the racing thing. So I try to avoid it though. It's, it's a hard conversation because the first question is, well, I've never been to a NASCAR race. And I was like, well, look, it's not NASCAR. Uh, and then you go through the whole IndyCar thing and then you, uh, it's a long conversation that people don't understand. And I'd rather talk about life in general and, uh, get to, you know, get to know a person more personally. <laughs> there we go. Connor Daly, you're a gem looking forward to your season ahead with Ed Carpenter racing your air force Chevy. Where can folks find you if they don't already know where to find you? What's your preferred form of social media engagement for folks to follow along with your personal life, your professional life? Where can folks get Maximum Connor Daly? That should be your nickname, by the way. Maximum Connor Daly, coming to a track near you. Well, right now, I think the three most active areas for me are our Instagram, Twitter, and, and Twitch. Um, Instagram and Twitter are both at Connor Daly 22 uh, I am obviously not number 22, but I was at at one stage in my life, and I'm just going to keep going with it. Um, and same with my Twitch, twitch.tv slash ConnorDaily22. A, a lot of great streaming activities there. Um, we're going to stream tonight. We're going to stream uh, in multiple different uh, weeks. Try to do it at least once or twice a week, whether it's racing or Call of Duty. And You know what? If you can come see us at the track, come see us at the track. I think we're going to you know, hopefully be able to see more fans this year. It seems like the world's going the right way again. And uh, we're all excited to get back to a racetrack where we have our incredibly supportive fans out there. And I can't wait to see people. That's for sure. Thanks again, Connor Daly. Thanks to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and all of you for sending in some great questions this week. We'll speak to you next week.